Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Musical Masterminds for another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the genius of West Side Story. And I know there's been hundreds, if not thousands, of scholars who have talked about this musical already. So today, I hope to just bring to light something that is one of my favorite parts of this musical, and something that has not had enough conversation amidst the new conversations going on about the race demographics of the new performances. Something that I am personally going to be most interested in seeing is how Bernstein's music is going to be approached in Steven Spielberg's new production coming in December. And also, I want to just touch on how it was so beautifully done in the original productions that can be heard on Spotify, as well as what is used in the movie. So, to start, we'll be looking at the Rumble And we can't get to the rumble unless we talk about the prologue, the very beginning of the show. So let's begin with the prologue, and I'm going to play a little clip here from the prologue that highlights just a few notes that are going to be repeated so many times throughout the show that are absolutely effective at setting the violence in the music that we hear repeated and the tension and anxiety that comes with this violence in this musical. So far, so me. Ooh, ooh. They just prick your skin just a little bit. They grab your ear and hold you in right there. So those notes come up several times through the show, and they've always piqued my curiosity, but I finally gave a deeper listen into the tracks and found the specific places where these notes become extremely versatile and powerful in how they handle the plot and the developing ensuing violence of the show so now that we've found our musical quotation that so fa so me i want to jump ahead but not to the rumble just yet first this next place that this quotation shows up is in the gym when we're seeing our two gangs come together at the school dance and this is a fascinating scene there's some amazing choreography in the movie and of course We could talk about that all day in an entirely separate episode, but this is Musical Masterminds, and we are going to go into what makes Bernstein's music so compelling through this piece. So just listen to this next piece of music from The Dance at the Blues, and this will be coming in right about at the 27-second mark. We'll listen to a good full minute of this clip.
So here is, of course, one of our first major conflicts in the show, the school dance. And it comes at a time when there's so much happening in the two different groups. They're already very shaken up with their meeting at the beginning, and now they have to add this extra layer of both the police and the school being a presence in the room. They can't just rumble on the streets, so they have to find a way to meld their individualism into this conformed space. And I find that very interesting because it's reflected in Bernstein's music. And it's reflected several ways. Of course, we have the actual Latinx styles that come through when the uh, members of the Puerto Rican community start dancing and there's more of a swing, almost gavotte style to the sound of the jets when the white group is dancing. And the situation is fascinating because that so, fa, so, la has been sped up to match the tempo and the rhythm of the song. And it actually becomes this underbeat, this backbeat to the music that really drives the rhythm forward, reminds us that there is tension in this situation without having to say it or have any vocalizations from the different characters in the room. But just in the music itself, we are reminded, oh, these are some conflicting groups. We heard one group with their exciting, high-energy uh, gavotte. And then we have a second group with a much uh, similar energy in their uh, Puerto Rican style. And these two groups then meld into this simple one uh, musical quotation. This, once again, comes back up at the rumble and it's fascinating to see once more with different instruments different timbres to the sound and again different rhythm to the notes what kind of power can be given to that situation and force you to think differently about what you're hearing here take a listen to the two different places that it comes up in the rumble both at 37 seconds in and then later at 128 Great, that was the first clip at 37 seconds in, and the second clip will start at 1 minute and 28 seconds into the rumble. And there is our musical quotation again. So it comes up in the rumble twice, and I think that's a pretty clear sign of how it interplays with the ensuing violence that occurs in this scene. So in a viewing that I watched of a off-Broadway production, I also saw how the music aligned with the fight itself, and those specific notes that musical quotation is used effortlessly alongside the choreography to slow that fight back down each time 
when the knives come out, as well as when the one of the Jets tries to get involved and is backed away by uh, Bernardo. The fight is already magnificent, but just having this musical quotation that has been given to us from the prologue in the school fight, the dance when they're already in the same room and can't fight but have to dance instead, and then finally in this bloodbath, this final moment where we actually lose two lives. And it's almost like the music is tiptoeing between the realities of how serious this violence can be and how little they understand about it. That almost lighthearted but very anticipatory so fa so la and every time it comes back your ear just perks up and you're forced in just a little bit closer to that song wondering what is about to happen it doesn't come when anyone dies it doesn't come when the violence starts it comes before inside and around these scenes of violence and it brings all of your attention toward that one musical quotation, that one repeated terrifying rhythm that is broken and reordered and naturally fit into the rhythms of what is going on in that world. So I hope that you enjoyed that interpretation of it. I want to say that the, of course I have no way of viewing or listening to the Spielberg movie that will be coming out in December, nor was I able to see the on-Broadway revival by Ivo van Hove. However, I do just want to say that from the reviews that I've read, it seems that the changes in musical choices are, of course, very jarring with Ivo uh, van Hove taking out the song I Feel Pretty and adding a mambo. And I do think that these choices will, at the end of the day, serve the musical. Um... They were made in a decision that this director was looking at this story with a particular image, and we can't fault them for choosing those choices. Uh, I just am curious as to how the music may have been hardened in the same way that it seems that the musical itself was hardened to fit these more jarring times. And I wonder if that musical phrase, that musical quotation that I've brought up, may have shown up even more than just the three or four times I pointed out today. So thank you for tuning in to Musical Masterminds, and tune in next week when we talk about a different musical.